0: Ladies and ladies, we are back. Third Degree Podcast after 30 minutes of troubleshooting and technical difficulties. We're bringing you the audio version of the Third Degree Pod because the video version was not working. We've got Justin having birthday dinners. Dylan's headed to the Preds game and we've got a lot to talk about in a very short amount of time. Justin, I just saw you, so screw you. Dylan, how you been, man?
1: Oh man, I've been doing well. I'm really excited about the this uh, Predators game, as I uh, told you and Justin earlier today. This, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a win and you're in type of playoff clinching game. I'm super excited about it, but then again, I'm also super excited about this pod. Justin, how you doing?
2: Oh, I, Dylan, I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic because I'm not sitting in Atlanta traffic anymore because it seems like I've been there
0: since Friday. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, we can expand on that. So, for the listeners that don't know, uh, Justin Dill and I seem to visit each other quite frequently. Justin came down, made the old trip to Macon, Georgia, which goes through Atlanta, came down here, and he pitched me the idea of hey, man, I'm a Heat fan. Heater playing Atlanta in the A. Game three, we've never been to a playoff basketball game. Do you want to go? And I was like, yes, that's a great idea. So that was exciting. Dylan, this was a great idea until we get on the road, and that's when things really went south. Oh, It it was horrible, man. I mean, it took so long
2: because of this bomb threat. There was an alleged bomb threat, a suspicious package. that wasn't located in my pants nor Rob's pants, located outside of the arena. <laughs> oh um, so there, it was just madness, man. There's no cops anywhere. No one's yeah, directing anything.
1: I, uh, well, I think, Justin, I think we were texting, and you were like, oh, well, hold on. for like," Because I was asking you for a video, and you said, hold on. This game's pretty crazy. And then I think I instantly texted you back like, well, the good news is it's not a bomb or anthrax, so you're fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the joke is it could have been a bomb we have no idea what it was we just know it wasn't identified as suspicious under or upon investigation so rob and i get we leave macon at 4 15 should have been like we expected two hours because of traffic so we thought we had plenty of time <laughs> they had to push the start from 7 to 755 we didn't get to the parking spot until like 720 yeah <laughs> and then we don't get into the right. arena till like 805. We basically get a drink, miss the entire first quarter after I couldn't find my seats. I'm asking people sure for did. section 206. I don't see a 206. I'm I look behind this curtain that's labeled 206 and it's like video <laughs> people. Like, that's not my seats. And I'm like, oh, duh. This sounds I'm like a
1: very be. this sounds like just a cluster mess of just it's a cluster. Yeah, exactly. Buster F. We didn't say it, F because of you, Rob.
2: We didn't. Appreciate I should that. have. But the best part about this whole trip was Rob raging in the middle of the hood in Atlanta. You're lying. Lies. He, just, he goes, he's like, F this. Puts the windows down. Blares young Dolph. And just <laughs> yeah. blaring it as all the people who are walking by see are just the whitest male Wearing an, a, a Jimmy Butler shirt with some Amish ass looking beard, <laughs> glasses like I don't belong in Atlanta, blaring young Dolph in a blacked out Dodge pickup truck. They were laughing, they laughed at me. Dylan. <laughs> That's how they weren't even insulted. That they're talking about moving weight in the song, like moving kilos of coke. Gang banging, shooting people, and then there's me. That's who they see yeah. is me. Just and I, I literally, you you're know, the alter of the cover office guy.
1: Who's gonna pull you over? Like exactly. you look like yeah, you look like you're heading to either no. church or to your <laughs> local book club with your accounting friends. Like Dude, no one's pulling
2: yeah. you over. Do you know the scene in the office where they go to um, the one branch where Jim's ex works? And it's incredible. She, yeah. he like, pregnant and everything right. but he like p- is in the car with a fake mustache and he like pulls the uh, the lean back little lever and like shoots it back and like
0: look yeah, at yeah like camera, that's gonna that change was me
2: anything. that was me
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, like the you know the between the front door and the back door, most vehicles, including this truck, which is the sick ass rental truck, Dylan. so we rolled up there in the murdered out. All black, black badge, black wheels, 2022 Dodge Ram pickup. That Enterprise was nice what enough to give me. What a plug. Yeah, Shout out Dodge Ram. I think I deserve a free truck. So we roll up there. We're rolling deep. And we've been you patient. Justin and I have been just real deep, just me and Justin. We've been chilling. We've been vibing. First, there's a huge wreck on I-75, classic. Knew there would be. That's why we left three hours early, right? We're going to be on time. Ways detours us through the countryside. We get up there. The young Dolph move was pure frustration, Dylan. I had been sitting in traffic at that point for close to three hours. It was gridlocked. The entire downtown Atlanta, which is a huge area, was just red on all the maps. There's not a cop to be seen. One cop stops eating donuts after 45 minutes of me staring at his bumper, gets out, starts diverting traffic. We're trying to turn left. He's like, "Uh uh-uh. Everybody this way. At some point, I got pissed. I roll all the windows down, and the only thing I could think to do was turn on murder music. So I put on Young Dolph. I'm vibing, and Justin is trying to hide. He's literally making himself skinny to hide between the front door and the back door, like that little pylon there. He's trying to, he's trying to hide behind it, and he's just looking at me with this shit-eating grin and shaking his head, like just so embarrassed. And then eventually, he just rolled up his window. because I think that was the best thing he could do. He wasn't (laughs) having it, man. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a ride.
1: Justin was not about that. I thought
0: it was was about that life, Dylan. I found out quickly that if you take Justin to the hood, because we were, in fact, in the part of downtown that is the hood, everything was tagged up, boarded up, and it was nothing but crackheads walking around. Justin is not down to ride. So, Dylan, I'm going to sub you in next time.
2: Bro, I didn't say I wasn't down to bang. (laughs) <laughs> whoa. No, I'm whoa, just kidding. Whoa, big sussler. <laughs> <bustle> <laughs> big sussler.
1: Woo, woo.
2: Family podcast, sort exactly. of. But, but. PG-3. All they can see, they don't see Rob, because Rob's away from all the foot traffic. I'm with the foot traffic, and they're Max. like, what a doofus. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys. I'm like, creep. Jeez, like, oh, come on. I'm trying Excuse to me, game. officer,
1: I'm looking for platform nine and three quarters. Can you help me?
0: No, that was Justin at the game. bro. <laughs> he kept walking up to this this nice, lovely little Arabian attendant who's just standing by these double doors with no markings, which is like – thou shall not enter right he's freaking gandalf not letting him by justin's like excuse me uh we found 206 but there's a curtain like we are we can we go through the curtain and she's like yeah just go through the curtain so we walk back justin pulls back the curtain and it's a bunch of like audio and video people for the arena for the hawks in a room we could have literally just walked in like there was nobody stopping us look in there Okay, this isn't it. There's a hundred. You mean to screens. tell me
1: y'all had a chance to play produce or yes. uh, producer, and then you, you you didn't take that?
0: Yeah, we y'all, should didn't, have. Take,
1: y'all, y'all didn't take game coordinator.
0: <laughs> Dude, imagine <laughs> camera three, camera
1: six,
0: camera just two. Imagine no, imagine it's Show like them. you just hear, you, just them, hear the, you, you hear the defense chant. And it's like as the Hawks have the ball, it's just defense the whole time because us <laughs> I are just messing with the soundboard, bro. It, it it was it was so funny. And no, that wasn't I would have been even
1: cotton eye Joe starts playing for no random
2: reason. <laughs> <laughs> I would have enjoyed the game a lot more if that were the case. Yeah.
0: I had I mean, no fun. We, we haven't that's that's a lie. We haven't even talked about the actual game, so and, and we gotta move along. So I'll let I'll let Justin break down most of it, Dylan. But the game was good. It wasn't the result we wanted. For who? I've never I've never gone to a home game. That's awesome. Much less game. No was home- it wasn't Okay, let me finish. I've never gone to a home game, much less a home playoff game as an away fan. So Dylan, as the vibes, as the energy is coursing through this stadium, as the chance of defense in the third quarter getting louder and louder, because that he had a chance to make it a 20 point blowout win, and they got it to around 12 or 14, and then a couple of calls, couple of bounces, and the Hawks are making their push late in the third as it goes into the fourth. The crowd's getting amped. I'm sitting here like a statue because I, Dylan, I'm in a sea of Heat fans. There were nothing but Heat fans around us, so I can't even cheer for the Hawks if I wanted to. But
2: Good. it was it it was, it was
0: it was like it was I mean, awkward, but it was exhilarating yeah. at the same time. Dylan, it, it I would like I, I, I was cheating. Fun. Dylan, I felt like I was cheating on my girl. That's how I, I, I felt. I would have, I, I would have had fun.
2: Listen, the the best part is. Okay, so the Heat were down like double digits. They're going to half down seven. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Quarter, Jimmy went uh, like, I, I was you know, the team it, yeah. was just clicking. They're clicking. So the the arena is silent. They're going, wait, the Heat go. were down? You
0: said Heat. You meant Hawks. The heat right? were
2: down at half, and then they okay, came okay. back, went up double digits in the third, most okay. of the fourth. And dude, that arena was silent. Like, there was no one. You, I'm clapping, Max. I'm slapping my leg, I'm hype. I'm chanting chanting, Trey Young sucks. I'm going crazy. (laughs) These are all lies. (laughs) All cap, bro. I would say Trey Young sucks.
0: (laughs) Shut up, under your breath.
2: oh uh, anyway so when i was chanting trey young sucks all the people were like oh boo sit God. down dude and i'm like now nah, fuck <laughs> <it.">
0: <laughs> Yo, the lies are getting bigger and bigger dylan none of okay. this happened
2: that didn't happen but i was hype i was very excited and rob's like dude they're gonna blow him out i'm like Mm-mm. nope we wait for it they can't close i've seen this game all season so what happens? it's they're, da- they're up ten, then they're up eight, then they're up six, and then they're all of a sudden they're up three. And these fans are crazy; they're going nuts. The freaking yeah. roof's about to explode. It's nuts. And then it goes down to the final minute. The Heat are up one. They get a the possession, just crap, absolute shit. Nothing comes of it. Trey Young gets the rebound. He goes down, hits a little float, little tippy tappy in. Four seconds. Hawks are up one. This place is erupted it is ruckus everywhere and i was sad i was so sad i just felt dead inside then i watched the final four seconds where jimmy just just crap absolute sloppy jalopy
0: (sighs) yeah and then then we went home bad bad play call and it was even more bad by jimmy just not being able to get it to the open guy for a better shot forcing up a shot and Ooh, that was all she favorite. wrote. Atlanta got their one win. Oh, and the crowd was chanting MVP, MVP. Oh, Trey Young yeah, had that's nine my favorite points. Trey Young had nine points in the fourth, and this point, dumbass yeah. crowd. Man. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He finished with whatever. Who cares? He's been in prison, literally been in prison the entire series, and they're he's chanting MVP. They won't let him out.
1: It's so. terrible, man. Trey Young is, man, Trey Young's having such. He's not. Had, I mean, he's having a terrible series, but it's not, you know, to the point to where it's
2: just, it's just losing Kevin, all credibility as him, Kevin, as Knox. A great player. Hey, here's a fun fact: Kevin Knox has played eight minutes, I think, in this series. He's outscored Trey Young in two games. That's crazy. He's,
1: I mean, he's just having a bad series, man. I mean, it just it, right now, it happens. I mean, you know, the Hawks had their deep run last year. It was. Awesome to watch, but I mean maybe um maybe it's Nate McMillan's uh coaching style to where it's a little bit, you know, too predictable to where you can kind of, you know, really hone in on what he likes to do. And I guess if that's nothing but Trey Young isolation and let Trey Young do what he needs to do, then hell, if you just shut down Trey Young, then you just beat the Hawks. You know, you don't need to well, I
0: don't really care about anyone else. So, so from my perspective, and you know, full disclosure, probably the first full game I've watched, and I watched it in person. Can't say full game. It's the whole first quarter and a half. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Atlanta. Oh, wow. Trey Young, like, is to blame, but he's not because Trey Young. It wasn't like he just was a turnover machine even in the game I watched. It's that when he's passing the ball off, and other guys need to hit shots. For one, they're not hitting shots, and his ability to create off the dribble, Dylan, is completely gone. I don't know if the Heat are just—are you guys even doubling him, Justin? Or is it just one-on-one no, so, defense? So the advantage—the advantage—that's the
2: advantage the advantage, That's the the Heat advantage. Is they're putting PJ Tucker on a point guard. Oof. PJ Tucker is thirty-six years old and can will not back down from anybody. We saw it last year when the Bucks played the Nets, and he would—he gave up like fifty to Kevin Durant, and he didn't get—didn't care. He was in Katie's face after every play because he's a dog. So if you in game four, what happened on one possession? Trey Young dribbles up, PJ Tucker's on him. He goes, "Ah, don't want any of that." Calls for a screen, switch, bams on Trey Young. All of a sudden, the real defensive player of the year. He goes, uh, don't want that either." Another screen. Next, you got Jimmy Butler on you. You there's nothing that a small, undersized yeah. guard can prison. do against that. Prison. It's absolute prison, man. It's he's hell, in prison. Man. And, I, and I'm and i sure with no Jimmy Butler tonight, we're recording before the game even tips. No Jimmy Butler, I bet you Trey has a nice game because it's – why wouldn't he? It just makes a lot of sense. Heat and five. But it's heat and five, baby. It's always heat and five. It, they can always. be down 2-0, and I'm going to say heat and five. It don't matter. It's heat and
0: five forever. I told Rob i tattooed tattoo that on my butt if they win the chip. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, I actually learned tonight that that's been a real saying in Miami for a long time, and on the Miami from Justin, that the Heat Twitter is just filled with Heat and five, like that's their thing. So no matter what, no matter what, not, what. so not the
2: official Heat. Even Twitter if account. they're down, like oh yeah, it don't but, matter.
0: Yeah, it's always Heat and five. The, the people always say Heat and five. Not so not like the official Heat Twitter. Even account. if it goes like to a six or same,
1: seven oh, game it series, it doesn't matter, bro. Are still,
2: it's, it's just Heat and five be like, okay, who's going to win in this playoff series? So-and-so or so-and-so, back Keaton 5. It don't matter. I
1: feel like this speaks more to the intelligence of the city of Miami. I would, I Miami. would
0: agree. It's Sometimes too much counties. cocaine and I mean, I,
1: I mean, I've been to Miami, and yeah, not just those. I mean, it's also a lot of espresso martinis and Delta 8 oh, yeah. vapes. It's, <laughs>
2: eight
0: Delta <laughs> yeah. 8
2: vapes. That's, they can't even true. smoke
0: the real thing. They're just smoking Delta 8 you That's got fake
2: boobies and cocaine strippers in Colombians. BBL That's what baby. you got. Them cheeks out the
0: back. You know what I'm saying? No, this is a family no? podcast, Rob. Okay, I'm married. <laughs> you're right, pervert. Um, but yeah, Dylan, <laughs> for the fans, it was a, it was a great experience. Um, not cool not experience. the L, not the L, but it was a great experience no. just being in an arena. And honestly. Just seeing like how talented NBA players are and seeing the live game action. And like I said, the energy of an NBA playoff crowd, even one as lame as Atlanta. That Dylan, I said this to Justin while we were there. The Preds game would have never been silent for three quarters. You know what I mean? Or two periods. Like the Preds regular season game was more. Better vibes than the Hawks game in the playoffs in a do-or-die game three that they lost that they that they barely won. But you know, it's just it's just different. I just don't think that Atlanta I don't know. The, the Hawks are trash. That that's the point of the story. For all the listeners, the Hawks are trash, and we have a lot more to talk about because there's another team that I think is trash. And Dylan, I'm gonna toss it to you because you think I should have been wearing a Kyrie jersey today. The Nets. <laughs> They got what they deserved, man, and they got swept out the room. I got swept out the room.
1: Yeah, man, let me have this platform. Ladies and gentlemen, this goes to show you that if professional athletes... Oh, God, don't do this. No, they need to hear this. Oh, God. If professional athletes turn into AAU teams.
2: And oh, just, okay, that's not what. Okay, we did. We I thought you were gonna. <laughs> never mind. Just go ahead. Okay. Go
1: ahead. Well, I'm just simply saying, if your team is so like AAU style, where it's like so top heavy that your depth is just deteriorated.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, and it's just so reliant on just those stars, then and those stars don't play well, and the fact that they haven't had the continuity that they needed to to make a run, which I, I, I thought it was so funny when how they were saying, like, oh, well, the Nets are the best, like, seven or possible eight seed that's ever been because they can make a legitimate run of the playoffs, and I'm sitting here just wondering how. Like, they haven't, you know, how? Like, w- with what? Like, if KD and Kyrie Brown, maybe. have a... Well, yeah, within this series, but just because he had to. But, you know, you look at the stipulation. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you follow too much basketball, but the kind of season that not only just the Nets, but also the Lakers had to be preseason favorites to possibly win the NBA championship and to have literally one or oh, I'm sorry literally one zero. playoff yeah one playoff appearance and zero playoff wins for this season for both teams disaster would be an improvement compared to what's been said and it's terrible because I mean again the nets at least made the playoffs but Jason Tatum completely shut down KD Kyrie was doing all that he can, but was so enamored with chirping back at the Celtics fans and just really setting a narrative and making excuses and you know, whatever the case may be um it, and, and and then to top, and to put the cherry on top of this ridiculous Sunday, they thought that Ben Simmons was gonna be the difference maker. And there Don't was. Neck is a the, clown. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there, and, you know, y'all as well, there was genuine optimism that he's going to be able to play game four. And they even were saying that, like, before the series even started. And, you know, there was uh, everything ramping up and all the reports were well. But then, day of game four, apparently he wakes up and his back's hurting or
2: I'm sorry it was either yeah, it was day of it was his back it was the day of it was he it woke was, up yesterday
1: okay okay i didn't know it was the day of or like the day before but i mean he and his back's hurting and then you know that's the narrative like he's not playing i mean to me it's ridiculous because again this team was so top heavy and they just thought okay well let's see how this goes during the playoffs Ladies and gentlemen, this is yet again another team that has shown you that if a team is just fixated on just making the playoffs and just making a run then because they have such talented individuals, that should show you that that team's probably, one, not going to make the playoffs at all, or two, when they do make the playoffs, they're going to get completely embarrassed I mean, we saw this, how it was with the Clippers and going all in on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. How has that turned out? With the Lakers, you can at least say, okay, well, they got a championship, but then again, do people really count? I know Justin and Rob don't, but do people really count the NBA championship in the bubble? I I sure
2: don't. Exactly. Let me me interject on that real quick. My honest opinion on the bubble is, is I think that chip – okay, it's tough. If you take out the Heat injuries, say they played the Heat honestly, regardless of the results of that series, I think the bubble was a true test of basketball, like pure hoops. There's no fans, nothing, which obviously that's part of the game. I understand that. I think the season following that was a little bit more – I find that – last season to be harder to, like, give good credit to because it was the teams that had the deep playoff runs who were just absolutely boned. The Lakers in Miami, the Celtics, the Nuggets, these teams got absolutely eviscerated by just such quick turnaround time, you know, everything. They they had, like, what, a month and a half off, and then they were playing a full season again? Like, I was, was going to say, a I think they it. had,
1: like, at least, like, three months off. I mean, you give someone very brittle like Anthony Dude, they, Davis, they finished
2: in someone October. And very cerebral.
1: Exactly. And the fact that you give them, you get the fact that you give players that much time off. I mean, cause ladies and gentlemen, let's remember what, what Devin Booker emerged as himself into the, the bubble. I mean, oh, hell man. even the Yeah. Even the Phoenix suns, I believe the Phoenix suns didn't even lose a single game in the bubble, but yet during the regular season towards the end, they were terrible. You know, yep. so, I mean, that's, I mean, th- there was so much fluctuation with the bubble and not just that, it was also like, uh, with Paul George essentially become, you know, uh, not just, um, playoff Paul George, but, uh, or playoff P as they call him, they called him pandemic P where he was really just kind of an introvert. He and he, exactly. It's. I'm just simply saying, at least with the Lakers, they get at least got a championship. But I'm just also like the main point I'm trying to hit home with all of this is if you're a if you're literally just a professional basketball team and you think that just putting a bunch of quote unquote hoopers around you and just thinking that that's it that they don't need depth, they don't need coaching, and just thinking that just these players can just take it home. Well then this should just kind of
2: just show you that you can't you couldn't be more wrong about the situation. Coaching a team of superstars is not easy. It's not easy. Look at all the bronze coaches in history. they've all been booted except for one and that's the goat eric Spolstra. but it's not it's not easy co- <laughs> coaching these superstar led teams man you got two all worldly players in the nets it was three with james harden they it was, hoped it was three with ben I'll, Simmons. I'll, I'll about to say about to say i
1: think i think we're transitioning more into the 76ers talk from what you the way that you're talking about right now <laughs> Ah, I'm
2: not going to say much on the Sixers and yeah, because you hate the Sixers, but you brought he up James Harden. Sixers. I do. So that's that's James talk Harden, though. No, no, yeah, no, you brought no. up James Harden, though. I brought up. Hey, hear me out. I brought up James Harden because he was on the Nets and they had the big three that was all great. And what did they do? He had to leave town. They traded from last season. They didn't they do anything. Shit the
0: bed, just like the Lakers. Right. They're both frauds. The yes. world. Of the story is the Nets and the Lakers are the two biggest frauds. In the history of single NBA seasons, I have ever seen, and the fan bases should burn it down because they're joke. Go and lose money, all, ladies and gentlemen.
2: All the Lakers fans are phony anyway. They came out of the woodworks when they won the chip. Their chip was
0: phony too. I I, I let you have your take. i you've always stood by that take. Are the six I don't agree with phony? that. I think the bubble ship is the fakest ship I've ever seen in my life.
1: Are the Sixers phony, even though they went? Are, even though they started off three to nothing, you have Joel Embiid saying, to Drake. No, "He's hurt. He's
0: hurt." Well, you, ha- you have you have him phonies. saying
1: to Drake, "I'm coming for that sweep," but now they've lost two straight. So he's that's what I'm honestly. saying. Are the
0: Sixers a He's fucking hurt. Whoa. He's hurt. How can they be frauds? What's Katie hey. and Kyrie's excuse?
2: Wait, hold on a second. They said NB might have been hurt longer than he's than it's been public too. Well, then that's an even bigger indictment speculation. On the
0: not- I just know that he's hurt.
2: I the, the Sixers won't lose that series. I'm putting that on record. There's no chance they lose that series. Are you
0: sure, but Justin? They're going I'm back. I'm not sure. I'm
2: positive. I'm not sure. They're okay. going to win in the six. But I mean, think Tyrese Maxi
0: and them boys been balling. But I mean, think about this. They're playing they're against, against the, the refs the nights too.
1: They're going back to Toronto, and Got if they refs. win in Toronto. That's a lot of momentum. Being down three to three zero, and then coming back and at least three, winning three straight games—that's a lot of Ooh. momentum coming, imagine, into, uh,
2: coming into. the 76ers. It, what what if M didn't hit that turnaround three? That's crazy. Then okay, You're looking well, at I mean, a possibly three two series going back to Toronto. So that I mean that this series has been way closer. You take game one. Yeah. Game one was an anomaly this this series has been way closer than a lot of Philly fans that I'm local to, I hear a lot of Philly chirping, then they want to admit. I mean, yeah, the Embiid shot was amazing. It was it was sick. He's the MVP in my opinion. But the Toronto team just beat them in Philly, right? Yeah, in Philly without Fred Van Vliet. We'll see. But I don't think they lose the series. They might go seven, but I don't think they lose the series.
0: I think the two best teams in the East are the Heat and the Celtics, and I think that's the that's the series that would be the most exciting as well because you have don't sleep on them Bucks. You have players at every position that can score. The Celtics, so the Celtics to me remind me a lot of, and it's a nice transition. The Celtics remind me a lot of the Grizzlies, or I should say, the Grizzlies remind me a lot of the Celtics, and the fact that the Celtics were once that young, hungry team. But that young team has now been together for a little bit longer, and they're not just the new kids on the block. And that boy Tatum, man, last I watched, dude, the last game, it's like Top every sh- now. Every shot was Tatum, bro. Like every shot.
2: He's a top ten he's, player He's now. Super. He's a, he, he's elite man. He's elite he just turned now, nineteen. Man. He's That's been nineteen what? for like five years. He's always nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the meteors are like, this kid is just nineteen years old. People, and I'm like, That's he's funny. been nineteen for twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on? But you it's know, Keaton like
0: five. <laughs> it is. I like that, Justin. We'll use that, man. That's great. Tatum's still nineteen. I mean, it's just. They're fun to watch, and just in the same way, Dylan, that the Grizz have been fun to watch. And the Grizzlies have a huge game on, on deck tonight. This is another team who faced a huge foul discrepancy in their last game, man. The Grizzlies had a chance to make it a 3-1 series. Um, and, you know, some would say Minnesota just played better, John Morant not playing his best ball. But, again, the, the Grizzlies had like three or four guys with four fouls in the first half. They were they had the, the free throws were 42 to 25 in favor of, of, the, uh, of the Timberwolves. And there were two other games where the one team that won doubled them up with, with trips to the stripe, man. And it's just, you know, I'm not saying there's collusion. I'm not saying more games for the NBA makes them a lot more money. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying the Grizzlies are a young team. Maybe it's not their time yet, but they need a big win tonight and they're at home. And I think they can do it because they remind me a lot of the Celtics, man. They remind me a lot of that young team that everybody's hype about, but it just might be a little bit too early.
1: Man, Grizz and Six. Like it's they Grizz, they, they, Grizz, they, they go they they, they they gonna take it tonight six. and then they're Grizz gonna go back six. to Minnesota. They had not won in Minnesota in the regular season at all. And the first time they won in Minnesota is they have to come down from 25, not once, but twice. They come back and win in Minnesota during the playoffs. They win tonight. They gain momentum going back. You know, the content between uh, Carl Anthony Towns Sr. and uh, T Morant is just spectacular. Just such. Such great camaraderie.
2: I thought John Moran's dad was Usher the other night.
1: I, everyone <laughs> thinks he is. I don't understand that. It, it just because like, oh, someone let's <laughs> just because someone has a shaved head and wears glasses, Racist. like dark, yeah, like dark, like dark glasses. That, that they're just automatically Usher. <laughs> yes. Just <laughs> do that. Well, I mean, just that. That series has been incredible. I'll even go on record saying that that's even like the best playoff series that I think is happening right now in the first round, and that's including the Boston Nets series. Um, it's just great because you have two ascending teams that are almost a little bit ahead of schedule as far as their quote unquote rebuild and they're transitioning into a new chapter. But we know with the Grizzlies having a um, well now an MIP a most improved winner in Ja Morant, you know is it, that it, a it's,
0: real thing? I saw that. Did they just that, create this award for John? No, 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 what? no, no. That's that's a that's
1: that's a real, that's a real thing. award. That's, that's it. it's just it's almost Bruh, like a if mini- somebody.
0: Gave me that award, I would throw it down and smash. No, it. No, hold music.
2: on a second, hold on a
0: well, second. Well, what's
1: great is that John ja Morant, who said his teammate Desmond Bain should be the most improved bro, Bain's player, been so nice, bro. John ja Morant literally went to Desmond Bain's house and just left the most improved player trophy in his kitchen and just said, you know that that's your award, not mine. John, ja, the MI, the most improved player to me is almost like a. It's it's like a uh, a mini MVP award. Like it's kind of like, okay, we're going to give you this award. So like your next step is to win an MVP in the next
2: like 2 or 3 years, so to speak. I'm not going to lie, I completely disagree with that. Not I'm not saying you're wrong. I disagree in the fact that that award was made for people who have stepped up. Jordan Poole, for example. A second round pick, a late pick. Dude was on a G League roster, and now he's start like balling out for Golden State all season. To me, I love John Morant. I am a huge, huge John Morant fan. I love the Grizz. They're awesome. He is not a most improved guy. He's year two is I think he was an all-star starter this year. He was rookie of the year last year. I don't understand. It was like when Luca, Luca, was considered for most improved. I'm like, that's baloney. Because that's not what that award was made for. John Morant isn't most improved. Yeah, he improved a lot, but he's a freaking baller. If he didn't improve, what are we talking about? We didn't give Jason Tatum that award. We didn't give Kevin Durant that award back in his day. John Morant is going to be an all-star player for his career. And I can he was see only in a second year.
1: I can. Well, I can see from your perspective as far as like the draft positioning, because I mean, ladies and gentlemen, like Justin said. Jordan Poole was in the second round and yes, Ja Morant was the number two pick in the NBA draft. So you expect him, right uh believe it, Justin is saying to to have to be in this position. And with someone who like Jordan Poole, who literally had to scrap his way and to you know, claw his way, even to get to an NBA team, you know, it's just a little bit of a different path. And that's why that's why Justin, I really believe that it's Kind of like a mini mVP award, like there, because you look at the people who were in the running, I mean you look at uh not just John Morant but you also look at uh Darius Garland, who has taken uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers into the next chapter of not even mentioning lebron 's name because now they have this new wave of players that can help them carry the franchise, like they actually have players that carry the franchise and uh, the other person, was uh, his name is DeJounte uh, Murray. He's Murray. a guard for the, the San Antonio Spurs. I saw a stat that no one has ever averaged. I believe it was 20 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 blocks, and 2 steals ever in the NBA other than DeJounte Murray. And so there was a legitimate case for all three of them But I think this is just a little bit of like the NBA's way of saying, okay, we give you this award within the next two years. We not only need you to be an MVP candidate, we need you to be a face or a potential face of the league candidate.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I hear you. As Rob? I think we might have we might have chatted Rob's ear off about NBA. No, Listen, Rob's, Rob, has
1: been sick <laughs> of this. He, 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 We're not up. We're not talking up Kyrie, so Rob doesn't really care about the NBA.
0: <laughs> no, I care, man. I care. That was that was talking NBA for forty five minutes. Hope you guys are still listening. But um, you know, to all my trash takes. And speaking of trash, boys, did you guys happen to see America's team? The frauds. Did you guys see the Yankees fans when they played Cleveland the other night? Oh, my God. Please,
1: dude, don't even. Why are we even? I mean, I understand we talk about the latest topics. (laughs) But, but bro, like that is. I mean, okay. Realistically, are you
2: surprised?
1: Realistically, are you surprised? Really? You're no, surprised. Not
2: surprised. <laughs> not no. me neither.
1: I'm not surprised at all. They're Yankee fans.
2: They've been doing that crap for years, man. Alex Verdugo said last year when he was mic'd up, one, they threw a beer at him, which is insane because I, when I was with Rob, when we That's saw a this. a deadly weapon. Might as well be. But I was talking to Rob about this the other day when I was in Georgia. And people, the Yankees fans literally treat the. Opposing teams that come into Yankee Stadium like they're zoo animals. These people don't deserve to have trash thrown at them. They don't deserve to have their ex girlfriend's, like, dead mom's name shouted at them. That's the crap they do. It's embarrassing. It's disgusting. And it's just New York trash, man. No one when should be. You have
1: of two of your main quote unquote stars coming out and telling your fan base to. Hold off and stop, and you know act right. That should just tell you all you need to know. I mean, after a
2: walk off win, after a walk off win, Aaron Judge runs over and goes. The celebration
1: stops. Yeah, the celebration immediately
2: stops. Right, it's they're trash. Next topic. Again,
1: yeah. Are you (laughs) surprised? Yeah, again, are you surprised? I mean. Man.
0: No, but Justin, you and I also discussed this off air, and I want to put this out because I I feel like I just have solutions for everything. Just hire me. Here's how you solve the whole Yankees fans being absolute degenerates problem. Okay, so first time you're caught throwing anything on the field other than a spearmint gum wrapper, so anything heavier than that or bigger than that, immediately ejected from the game and banned. Banned for life. I'm not joking you guys. And then if it continues to happen, like you basically give an, you basically give a stern warning to the Yankees team, the organization, the ownership group, and the ownership group that actually manages the stadium, you say, "Look, I'm going to give you guys a month to figure this out. Baseball's a long season. I get it, right? You're going to figure it out. You're going to keep you're going to keep kicking out fans, they're going to keep doing it. Other fans are going to move up. They're going okay. If it happens after a month, just start finding them half a million dollars a game. Every time that happens, I promise you, that shit stops. When you start burning somebody's bank account, especially a proud franchise like the Yankees, Steinbrenner's over there rolling around in their grave like, money, no. That shit will stop, man. I promise you. So it's a that's good how you solution. do it. It's a good solution. It it's harsh. It's harsh. Banned affect, for life. You, you throw trash, you're banned for life. Be better, people. Do better, man. Like you,
1: yeah, for real, man. Like it, these are people to, at the end of the day. Like it's, and you, you're literally throwing trash at them. Like it's,
0: man, it's just embarrassing. It is absolutely embarrassing. Which oh, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> Dylan, 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 It's I got a sad, for dude. You. I got a question for you, Dylan. Are you paying attention? I'm here. Did you, uh, did you happen to see? Uh, The OU spring game the other day. We're just, we're going everywhere, people.
1: Yes. And I was, I was so happy to see not only just a little bit of the production among on the field, I was actually even more thrilled to see the turnout (laughs) on the field, which was twice as much as USC's turnout.
0: Okay. I mean, these are, these are fun facts. I guess we're, you know, just trying to stay on a positive note. But I was going to ask you if you saw Baker Mayfield at the game. And did you oh, see the unveiling? Oh you, mean that,
1: oh, you mean that statue of Robert Patrick?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the statue of the T-1000 character in Terminator, uh, also known as Robert Patrick, or the coach in The Faculty. You know, that's a very underrated film. But yeah, that's not Baker Mayfield. That is Robert Patrick.
2: That's definitely yeah. not Baker. What's <laughs> yeah. worse, that or the Ronaldo statue?
0: I know. I was just about to ask Ronaldo, you. Ronaldo,
1: hands down. I mean, yeah. like, the Ronaldo the one was
2: crazy. Ronaldo's the, worse. Hands
1: th- there will never that be a Ronaldo looks statue. like he's on the
0: spectrum. Like that that's one. what I'm saying, huh?
1: like the fact that Ren- the fact that Baker Mayfield's eyebrows were at least on the same level <laughs> is already a win compared to the Ronaldo. I mean, the Ronaldo statue is just—that was an all-time ball drop. Like everyone's gonna remember. They did it.
2: But they fixed it. It's fine.
1: They, yeah, they yeah they fixed it because they had
2: to. Like, Google images are forever,
0: dude. They need to fix. That's crazy because I haven't even seen the improved Ronaldo statue. If one of you boys would mind really sending me that later, I would love to see it. Um, well, whoever. What, well, Whoever made the Baker Mayfield
1: ultimately dropped uh, the ball too because again he looks like Robert Patrick. He doesn't look like <laughs> First Baker of all, Mayfield.
0: If you're OU, how is it not Baker planting the flag, man? Like oh, I
1: didn't even that's think about Vim that. That's a, oh man, that would have been do you, you know how iconic
0: that would be if you and I go to a game, Dylan? We're walking up and Baker's planting we see a flag. Six,
1: Planting the flat, Holy man. Holy
0: shit. I'm instantly chugging the last beer I have on my walk up to the gate. Instantly.
1: I didn't even think I'd, about I'd, that. I'd cracking
0: a, a, be- a beer on the flag. <laughs>
1: there you go. Yeah, man. It's
2: they, just, how do dang, you drop Rob, the
0: ball on that? Uh, damn, Rob, I think they really should hire you. <laughs> and, and they need to hire the guy that fixed Ronaldo's statue because just fix it, man. The only thing they got right on that statue was the headband and the number. That's sad. I mean, it's the age where we have, you know, rockets. Elon Musk is buying Twitter, and we can't get a damn statue right. Like, what is going on, man?
1: Again, it's a great statue of Robert Patrick. Apparently, he did a lot <laughs> for the University of
2: Oklahoma. He sure did. Well, won a yeah. Heisman, I heard.
0: Well, first pick in the draft. Baker yeah, was, hey, he hey, a Heisman hey. pose. Also, the first pick in the draft. That was Robert Patrick.
1: He also uh, he also was an alien that got overtaken at a high school and then eventually started uh, spreading the disease to children.
2: I'm so confused.
1: <laughs> Again, the faculty is a very underrated film. I guess I'm just the only. I guess I'm just pushing for that more than anything. This I is fa- i like
0: I'm confusing <laughs> the faculty with the mist. I, I've seen the Ooh, mist. The mist is kind of crazy. Kind of. The creepy.
1: faculty has yeah, like Robert Patrick. It also has. Uh, uh, J- uh, I think his name is, uh, Josh, uh, Harnett or, uh, th- whoever the guy is from like 40 days and 40 nights like that guy, One of those guys. Yeah, yeah. And, um, there's a few others, uh, that, am Oh, uh, Oh, um, Oh my goodness. Um, Frodo, um, Elijah Woods, he's in there as well. Hmm.
0: The more I, have you to know. Give it- I have to put my little peepers on it at some point And, um, we wanted to talk NFL draft for you guys a little bit. That is coming up. We're quickly running out of time. But last random topic that I had, which, you know, the Baker statue made me want to fight somebody. Did you guys see good old Mike Tyson on the plane? And what are your guys' thoughts on that situation? <laughs> Dude.
1: Why would you mess with Mike? I don't care how drunk you think you are or how drunk you actually are. And keep in mind, I deal with drunk people pretty often. It is very hard to get that inebriated to think, you know what, if I just keep annoying Mike Tyson, I'm going to be okay. Like, that man legitimately was throwing fist bombs to this dude's head. Like, not just his face, but the side of his head. You look at the video afterwards that dude is bleeding from his temple and he just looks as though he just got his money taking i mean mike tyson to me on the right like bro like if you really keep messing with me and i tell you to stop and you just don't i'm just gonna have to teach you the hard way
2: yeah i mean that dude's head (laughs) shout out to that guy for not being like dead in a hospital (laughs) Because if you're taking you're taking blow after blow from the champ, the former heavyweight champ, a dude who bit someone's ear off, a dude who has a face tattoo, a dude who has a pet tiger, dude. Good for you. Good for you for not dying. But you're an idiot. Just I don't get it. I don't get people who poke the bear. Just don't doesn't Literally. make any sense, man. Hope Literally. it was worth
0: it loath for your minute <laughs> of fame, man. Dude, I don't even know. Like, do we know if he's suing Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson should sue him.
1: Yeah, say Mike. Yeah, Mike Tyson should sue him for harassment.
0: <laughs> Dude, for hurting Mike, T- is, Mike
1: Tyson was defending himself.
0: The funniest thing is, I went and watched the video and like read the article, like a bunch of sites, and of course TMZ picked it up. And then there's like, so I, first I just see the video of Mike Tyson wailing on a guy, and it looks like the guy is behind him, but I couldn't tell in the first clip. I'm like, is he beating the shit out of the seat? Somebody like underneath him or the guy behind him. Then I saw the second clip of the guy, the guy who was was like leaking out of his temple, just like a little dribble of blood. Which is, Justin, you texted me like I don't know how that guy's face isn't beaten to a pulp. Like I don't understand it. Neither did I. But that guy was like, he was like chatting him up, and he was like rapping. He was like rapping in Mike Tyson's ear from behind him. And then when I saw the closer picture of him, I saw like the huge. The huge circles, like, my man did not look well. He looked like he'd been drinking for about 20 hours, hadn't slept, might have been on some amphetamines, no clue, but his friend is, like, recording him, and he's all happy before he gets beat up, and then afterwards, he just records his friend, like, sitting there bleeding, like, shaking his head, and it's like, what did you think was going to happen, you know? Like, he was going to turn around and be like, yeah, man, I'd love to give you an autograph now, like, you're just like Eminem, like. What? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was. What's crazy is, is that I really expected to get online and just see that Mike Tyson had been canceled, and you know, all these people no, were coming after him. But I no. think people are siding with Mike Tyson.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like they need to because what the Instagram and what the Twitter and what the TikTok and what the Facebook has really get. Yes, it's given every single person in the world a voice. But what it has also done is to get people to think I can just say some things and get away with it. And you have people like Mike Tyson to show you if you say some things, you cannot get away with it.
0: Yeah, and that's and I'm glad that um, the people have spoken. The people have spoken for justice, and we're getting out of this little. Woke baby world. A lot of people have high hopes for the Twitterverse with Elon buying it, but we'll see how that goes. I don't really have a hell
1: yet. Just because like he dropped 44
0: billion. Just
1: because,
0: (laughs) just because he can just because he (laughs) can,
1: and he's like, I'm going to give this to free speech. I'm like, that's incredible. We should literally elect Elon Musk Mm -hmm. because the fact that he can drop 44 billion billion dollars on just to buy twitter just because that's incredible
0: it's yeah i don't know what it means but the fact that he offers them the most money i've ever heard of and they're like nah and then they take a day and they're like just kidding we'd love to have your money (laughs) we'll sell it to you for that much like money talks money talks bullshit walks boys it is yeah that's crazy but this is the third degree podcast aka for the boys you guys, Justin's got to go hang out with the family. Dylan's got to get to a game. I've got to turn on a couple of games. Leading up to this draft, you guys, we're a couple days away. I'm super excited that we're recording on a Tuesday. Draft is on Thursday. What are the players that you're most hoping that your teams you know, would draft? Dylan, I'll start with you. What are, what are, what's the buzz and what are your hopes for the Saints in round one?
1: Well, a lot of the Saints' buzz is what I've kind of already, already predicted just because of I know like the basic pipeline that the Saints have liked and also what they're looking for as far as what they need for team needs. Uh, a lot of the buzz is with the Georgia defensive linemen and also with the Ohio State wide receivers. I've also saw a pretty well-linked source who is pretty pretty dialed in with the Saints' They really like Jamison Williams, and there could be a chance that they could possibly trade up to get him. I mean, mean, well, that depends, Justin. I mean, just if he's progressing the way that he is, and then now you get him with million-dollar trainers and doctors, that progression will just further (laughs) progress it's only a matter of time till he gets on the field, and and from what I'm reading, and from what uh, NFL evaluators and scouts are saying, the moment that this guy gets on the field when he's healthy, he is a bona fide star. So when you're hearing stuff like that, and especially with people that get real trigger happy around this time of year, that could that could really that could that could really drive up the price. And if uh, we've already talked about how, or off-air, how multiple teams in the top half of the draft want to trade back anyway. So that just really just kind of adds to the leverage.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, my point in that was you're going to need to trade up because I don't think Jamison Williams gets past 15 at Philly. I've heard from countless people mm. who will cl- plugged into the organization. You've heard it from – the top or the Mel Kuypers of the world or Todd McShay's one of the two. I can't keep those two guys straight half the time, but they love, they love Jamison Williams. I love Jamison Williams. I would, I honestly think kind of like the saints. I think you could see Philly trade up if they felt like they needed to, but I also think there's a good chance they could try to trade up for a guy like sauce because there is rumors and rumblings that Howie has been on the phone a lot. Again, it's lying season. We'll find out what's true. Obviously, people pump those stories because they want to get the rumors swirling. So we'll see. But I really hope to walk away draft night with a Jameson Williams-type guy and hopefully, hopefully a difference maker on the defensive side of the ball. If you can get a Jordan Davis at your second pick, sign me up. I'm all in. That, that's my
0: dream. That's that's a great dream. So it sounds like you answered the question. Dylan, gun to the head. You get one player or who is the one player that you want the most in round one? I know you have multiple picks, but who's the one player you want the most?
1: Jordan Davis.
0: Man, it, what's crazy is is that those two guys are the ones I want the most, man. I want Williams and I want Davis, and I would absolutely freak if we landed them both. So it looks like I don't know. I hope the GMs aren't the same way we are wanting the same guys. There's gonna be some wrestling over them. Hey, I,
2: I told you I told you weeks ago when the Saints and the Eagles made the trade was that Philly being in front of the Saints on both of those picks was huge because they have very similar needs except for quarterback.
0: You did. Just saying. You're not wrong, Justin. You've never been wrong, man. Never wrong. Never, never once. Never on this show. Ever. Never, ever. All our takes are spot on. Always. Brought to you by Spotify and no, Apple. No, we're not. We're available on Apple and Spotify and everywhere else. You guys, <laughs> I know that was short, but that's it, man. Dylan, short. you got to get to the game. Dylan, go win
1: I'm so excited. Let's go, we Predators. See,
0: we want to see you on the Jumbotron. We want to see the Let's Go Preds chant. We want to see the belly a rumbling. We want to see catfish everywhere. Dylan, I'm rooting for the Preds. I'm rooting for the Grizz. Fang them. Um, fang the F out of them tonight, dude. Please go Fang them.
1: And go Grizz as well. They're about to start playing right now, actually. Absolutely. Heat five.
0: Heat and five. It was always heat and five, guys. We thank you for listening to this uh, mishmash, hodgepodge shit show of an episode. We hope you liked it. We jumped into the NBA a little bit more. We're all getting excited about the playoffs. NHL playoffs talk coming soon. Dylan, go enjoy your night. Please rate, review the pod. Justin, go be with the family. As always, guys, go birds. Go birds.
2: Who dat?